When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. Welcome or welcome back to Spice Chaos. It's time for a mini-isode. Yep. Oh, man. And we have some stuff to talk about. Buckle up, you guys. And it's all going to be, well, it's not all going to be silly. Yeah, not all of it. (laughs) Not all of it, but some of it's going to be silly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. And over there is Leanne from Spice Plans. That's right. That's me. We're here again together. Yep. <laughs> I feel like oh we've my been gosh. talking for Forever. like four yeah. days. Like just we've just <laughs> talked and talked and talked and talked and. Oh, but I needed that because there was a couple of weeks there where we were like, we don't have time to be on the phone. Like I'll text you. <laughs> no, things are getting things are kind of slowing down. I feel like now that mm-hmm. school is kind of winding down and finishing up and. Right. Thank you. Thank you to all of the powers that be. Yes. Yes. And, um, you know, thank you to the coronavirus for making this end of the school year the most difficult that it possibly could have been. Right. Um, Because switching grades and making progress reports. I still have to do all of that next week and then I'm out of here. Oh, wrapping up my grades this year has been a nightmare. I have never... It has never taken me longer to finish grades than it did this year. I mean, it was just this kid chose this and this kid chose that and this kid chose this and this kid's a senior. So they didn't have a choice And this. Oh, it was just so crazy. Right. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was nuts. Right. But it's all done. Yay. And my precious baby angel children are officially moving on to the next grade. So we are done with virtual homeschooling. Yay! And our schools, do you know, do they have a reopening plan for North Carolina yet? Or do um, you not know that yet? Oh, I'm sure that they do have a plan. <laughs> I just didn't know if, like, their teachers had told you what's going on for next year, basically. Um, I'm sure that they have told us. <laughs> but you've had a lot going on, to be fair. But I I have not read it. I, I, yeah. I really, it's going to change 12 times before we get to August anyway. Oh gosh, right? Seriously. So um, they moved up our start date by one week. Okay, cool. And I think that they did that to kind of like make up for the fact that we were out so much this year. <laughs> we're out for three months, so we're going to start one week early. Makes so sense. Seems let's, legit. <laughs> let's try to catch up on the three months that we missed in in five days. And, <laughs> and you all have to wear masks in this building, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, you're, go. only gonna, you're only going to teach 12 <laughs> kids at a time. Yeah. Okay. And some of you were teaching in the in the gym, in the cafeteria, like. Okay. (laughs) Yes, we're gonna have eight classes going at once in the auditorium. Oh my god! But six feet apart. Everybody. Yes. Six feet feet apart. apart. That's right. Um. So please try not to inhale your mask into your throat. (laughs) I okay. I do not envy all of you brick and mortar teachers out there right now because, like. I remember like all of the fun hands-on collaborative activities and you just are not going to be able to do that for a while. Like you're going to have to just come up with something else. Yeah. You know what? We're going to have to get back to like the nuts and bolts. Okay. It's going to be read this, answer this, read this, answer this. It's just going to have, they're just going to have to start reading again. Yeah. I think for my kids, like I'm really hopeful that things reopen because They are just both itching so much. And I've said this a lot, but they are just craving some, even to be in a room with other children, like, and we're like trying to go on like social distance walks with our neighbors. And like, I let Delilah have a little like social distance, like meet and greet with one of her friends, but like, they are just really dying for some social interaction. Yeah, I know. And we, we probably broke the rules, but, um. We had a play date last week. Mm-hmm. 
my but friend I'm sure Allison, you both were isolated and all of that before. Well, we have been, yes. But my yeah. friend Allison brought her children over for the first time since before we went into quarantine. And mm-hmm. um, it was so nice to have another adult in the house and, you know, two other children there to, like, distract my kids and be with them and play with them. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was great. And I don't know if it's too soon for that or... Or whatever, I think, but I think everybody has to make that choice for themselves and like decide where they're at as far as like what is comfortable for you. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. we have decided to pull Daniel out of baseball. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. We made that decision yesterday actually mm-hmm. because Andy took him to practice on Monday and was just really, really disappointed in the social distancing. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. The league had made all of these promises about how they were going to socially distance the children and that people would be wearing masks and that the parents would be socially distanced and standing six feet apart and that no one would be bringing the siblings and all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when Andy got there for the practice, none of those things were being done. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he called me Tuesday morning just to say, I really don't think that it's a good idea for Daniel to stay in baseball because it's making us very nervous because, you know, everyone knows, everyone that listens to us knows that Andy and I, if you didn't listen to our last episode, go listen to that. Pause us now and go listen to it. Right. Um, so Andy and I are kind of going through a transitioning, like kind of separation time. We are we are, we're actually doing really well. I want to, I want to start by saying thank you to everyone out there who has given me so much support. The outpouring of support has just been amazing. Everyone who has sent me a message, sent me a DM. It's just, you guys are great. I've really, really felt your love since the Monday episode. I am starting to feel so much better. I really am. And things are getting better. Andy and I are, I can already tell that I am, I think it's working. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's working. I think that we are both healing and, and getting better. I'm doing some, you know, work on myself and he's doing some work on himself. And we just, Andy, if you didn't listen to Monday's episode, my husband is living with his parents right now and we're taking a little bit of time apart, but we are definitely still married and we are hopeful that this will be temporary and all of that kind of stuff. And he, he called me Tuesday and just said, what do you think about pulling Daniel out of baseball? And we were on the same page. We were definitely, you oh, know, that's good. yeah, there was no argument there. And I just, you know, called my dad. My dad's the one that usually takes Daniel to baseball. And my dad was also in agreement. He said, yeah, it's mm-hmm. been, it's been kind of a mess and we are pulling him out. So, you know, that's, super you know compelling and fascinating podcasting like what is spice doing with her son's baseball <laughs> yeah I <laughs> but love you know it. I, love it. There, I really think that for whatever reason we as a country just kind of said we are tired of being quarantined so coronavirus is just going to go away and we're all just going to come out <laughs> exactly and that is just not the way science works like it's that's really just, not that's just not the way it works the virus wasn't like oh you're tired of me all right peace out later days like i'm out <laughs> Um, no. So I, I think that, I think that we kind of jumped the gun a little bit and (laughs) I think it's possible that they started baseball back a little bit too early. And as Mm -hmm. much as we hate to not have the season, we're going to wait until later to put it back in sports. But yeah, I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My, and I know many of you out there already like in your phase one reopening, some of you are in phase two or three. Portland is finally, I think, crossing my fingers. Nothing has been like still said out loud for that's like a for sure. But I think Portland is finally going to, or Multnomah County rather, is finally going to get phase one on Friday. So tomorrow. So I get to go get my nails done soon. So what does that, but does that mean that your numbers are looking good enough to go into phase one? Well, I think that it's like a, a trend, a 14 day trend of declining hospitalizations, deaths, and overall uh, cases. And then you have to have like so many contact tracers and there's like all of these other little steps that they have in place. 
um, that they've been trying to get in touch or trying to get set up for us because Multnomah County is the biggest county in Oregon and they're the most populated. So they just want to make sure that they're really being cautious about it. Okay. Because I still, I have a friend, she is on Instagram as at little dot mama dot shark. Mm-hmm. So go follow her adorable mommy page. She is a, her page is a, so cute. She is just the cutest mommy Instagrammer ever. But she lives just like ten minutes down the road from me, and her husband tested positive for COVID nineteen yesterday. Oh, oh my gosh, is he ill or is he like asymptomatic or? Well, someone from his job found out that he had it. What? So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really know what he does to be honest. He's okay. had a lot of different jobs since we've known Mm -hmm. them we've known them for a really long time and he's had just a lot of different kind of jobs so I don't know what he's doing right now but I know that who someone that he works with tested positive so everyone else there got tested Mm -hmm. and he did test positive whoa yeah and now he is quarantined for two weeks and she's pregnant oh my god that's terrifying and they have a and they have a, I think, I think that their, their son is, I want to say 18 months old. Is she going to get tested as well? Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming so. Mm. But Man, and just, that COVID-19 test, that is no joke. I saw a graphic of what they do with that. Swab I mean, it nose. is, it is just so, it is just so scary, you know, to, to think, oh, we're entering into phase one and there's still people that I know that are testing positive now. It's true. Yeah, I I totally hear that. Um, but I think on the other side of the coin, like you are correct in that people are just we are social creatures. Like, I think some people are like, if I get it, I get it at this point. <laughs> you know, like, I just need to be with people and all of the new data that's coming out. So I read an article the other day that said um, it's less likely that you would get it from an asymptomatic person. And uh, there was another like Italian study that I read that said that COVID-19 now is less potent or lethal than it was when it first like started happening. So there's all of this stuff that's coming out that we're still and of course, we're still learning about COVID. But um, I think people are starting to feel a little bit more comfortable going out and like doing the things. Yeah. And I, I did get a I did get a, a text from Andy who was super, super scared of this thing. Saying, yeah, guess, poor guess guy. What? He, I know. He said, guess what? People who are asymptomatic are less likely, are not as likely to spread it. Yeah, exactly. And Which I is think that great is great news. Yeah. Totally. Because that was the scariest part. Like, you don't know if, like, your friend's kids have it because they might be asymptomatic and then you're going to, like, get it and have freaking, like, full-on pneumonia. Yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. And a little girl in North Carolina died, last, mm. I think, two weeks ago. Yeah, because they have that other new, well, not new, but it's, like, associated with COVID. It's, like, I want to say an autoimmune response. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but for kids specifically. Yes, and we don't know, and she was only eight years old. Uh, That's so sad. And we don't know what her preexisting conditions were. You know, I don't know. We don't know what kind of situation she was in or why it affected her so badly, but it's just that was a contributing factor for me in deciding not to let Daniel run around with other kids at baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that we made the right choice, but anyway, I just, it's very scary. And I would like to just say, I'm, I'm just going to go out with my mask on and live my life as I usually would. But I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. I, I am going to do my best to stay home. Um, like I normally do anyway, (laughs) like my life before COVID was pretty much quarantine, but, um, I do still really want to get my nails done, especially if they're doing it in a safe way where, um, I've heard that they can only have one person in there at a time and, and all of that. So yeah, I I feel comfortable with that. And I'm, (laughs) I've been like stalking their website to see when it reopens because I want to be like the first person in there because (laughs) then it's all like sanitized and clean and nobody else has been in there yet. Exactly. And, you know, now that the kids are going to be going back and forth between my house and Andy's parents' house, mm-hmm. I'm especially worried because Andy's parents are old and we don't yeah. want for them to be exposed. And uh, it's just, right. it is all just so, it's, it's just wild. 
just ew just just stop it just go away like this I'm we are all very like tired of this and you know you asked if my state had a plan I'm sure that they do but I I don't I think that with summer coming Mm -hmm. and everyone being so like oh we need some summer we want to go and do the summer things I Mm -hmm. I'm 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 really interested to see if there's going to be a wave too. Yeah, I sure hope not. I hope that this will happen uh, similar to like the SARS. I know it's it's related but not the same. But they were working really hard on a vaccine for that for a while because people were concerned about that. Not anywhere near on the same level, but um, and then it sort of just slowly fizzled out. I'm kind of hoping that this takes that same trajectory. That's what I that's what I have my fingers crossed for. Yeah, that would be great. Well, I mean, New Zealand has completely eradicated it. Yeah, they are awesome. Could we mm-hmm. just have that in the U.S., please? <laughs> now, I mean, their population is, what, four million? Yeah, smaller. And they're basically, not basically, they are, they're an island. <laughs> um, they're basically an island. <laughs> Geography was spice chaos, man. <laughs> yeah, it's basically an island. Um, right. <laughs> Totally an island, completely, hundred yeah. percent, just surrounded by water. It's surrounded by water all the way around. <laughs> and you know, and I was talking to my parents the other day, and I was like, "Well, you know, Australia and New Zealand eradicated it." And my mom was like, "You know that Australia and New Zealand are not the same." <laughs> no, okay. And I read this, or not read. I saw this thing on, I think it was a John Oliver show episode, and. Every, people leave New Zealand off of maps. Like what? they just forget to put it on. I looked through some of my happy planner sticker books. No joke. New Zealand was not in there. What? Oh my gosh. That is so funny. You know, you know what I love though, uh, that John Oliver does on that show. What? When he'll show you like a country in the screen and then he goes, you didn't even know that that's not even Finland. That's actually, Iceland. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He'll, <laughs> So true. <laughs> He'll put something up and <laughs> because we don't, you know, we're stupid Americans. We don't know what any country looks like. <laughs> no, we passed that 50 states test. We're good. We're fine. Yeah. But if you put up a picture of a state, I wouldn't know what state that was. Unless it's like a big one, right? Like I know what Texas is. I know what California is. I might know what New York is. <laughs> yes. And I, I do know what North Carolina looks like. Yeah. And I know what Oregon looks like. But I, if you put Oregon in front of me, I would not know that it was Oregon. It's the second one from the top on the left. Okay, well, I could pick, I could label the map. <laughs> oh, you but could, you, okay. Yes, I could probably label the, well. I don't think um, I could do that. I I'm, Actually, I know I can't because Delilah had her fifth grade test on that recently. And she's like, what state is this? And I was like, let me just look that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm lying right now. Oh, I could label a map. Wow. I'm going to challenge you to do that. Can you make a page in your planner with a map coloring page and just put it in there and label it? I I will label, you know, half of the country is California. The other half is Texas. (laughs) This is the hot part. This is the cold part. Up here is North and South Dakota somewhere. They got some lakes over here. Um, yeah, the, the Great Lakes are up here, but I don't know their names, so don't ask. <laughs> this is where it rains all the time. <laughs> yes, up here. I don't know which one is Washington and which one is Oregon because I don't know which one is on top and which one is on the bottom. Oh, don't forget Idaho in there. <laughs> they go with us, too. They're our little cousin to the right. <laughs> Idaho is over there? Idaho is considered Pacific Northwest, too, yeah. Oh, I thought they were in the middle. No, it's like right there. I think I'm not looking at a map. Now I'm doubting myself. I don't know. Seriously, this really has been geography with spice chaos because we don't even know. So much fun. We don't even know like anything about our own country that we live in. So, um, and I've been to a lot of these states. When I was 12, we we bought a van and drove all over the country, all over the country. If my parents would have done that to me when I was 12, I would have been so angry. (laughs) Well, I had my American Girl dolls and all my books. Oh, you were set to go. I was set to go. So my dad was trying the entire trip to get me to look out the window at the country, but I was too busy reading like Sweet Valley High or something in the back of the car. Sweet like, I was, Valley High. Yes. Yeah, I was not. I, he was pointing things out like, look, it's the Grand Tetons. And I was like, um, not interested, dad. Uh, I was listening <laughs> to my disc man and 
right? My dad <laughs> used to do that to us too. He would want to just get in the car and like go on an adventure. And then we'd like get to whatever destination he wanted to go to. And he'd be like, okay, everybody get out. Let's go see it. And we're like, no, <laughs> no. So he started calling them drive through vacation. Oh, well, my favorite kind of vacations are the ones that involve airplanes and alcohol. <laughs> Yes. Uh, mine is the airplane. Like if somebody could just drive me in a limo to my destination, that would be pretty sweet. Oh, that would be so great to just like lay down in the back and sleep and have drinks <laughs> and some snacks. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Snacks, snacks are good. So one of the things that I have really, really been having a problem with. Okay. Since Andy left and went to his parents. Uh huh. So Here's what I'm, here's what I'm discovering. You learn a lot about yourself when you're alone Mm -hmm. and I haven't been alone in 17 years. Wow. Okay. I mean, yes, I've had moments and pockets here and there where I've been alone, Mm -hmm. but now that Andy is with his parents and he's had the kids some with him, I mean, I've been alone in the house, just me Mm -hmm. and because of the coronavirus and him telling me that I was not allowed to order Postmates, mm-hmm. I have had Postmates for like every <laughs> meal. <laughs> oh, I love that. Is it just all Panda Express all the no. time? <laughs> no, but I'll like get up in the morning and say, okay, what am I ordering for breakfast? And <laughs> Girl, you better then, chill out. I bet that's getting expensive. And then I'll have like pancakes delivered. And then I'm like, okay, what am I having for dinner? And then I have like some Mexican food brought in. And <laughs> you know... Yeah, I have got to stop. I have got to quit. And then every time and lately, every time I've been ordering, I'm like, okay, this is the last time. This is the last time. This is the last time. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, I just, I just can't bring myself to go into the kitchen and cook something. Yeah, it's hard. You have to get that real motivation for sure. Especially when I'm all by myself. Right. My favorite nights are leftover nights where I'm like, I don't actually have to cook. I just have to warm this up. (laughs) No, but to have leftovers, you have to have cooked something first. That's right. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, I just haven't been able to bring myself into the kitchen to actually cook something for just me. Right. So I need to get one of those sad cookbooks that are like cooking for one. (laughs) You're not cooking for one, though. Are you cooking for your children? Well, but if they're not here, I'm just cooking for one. Oh, that's true. Those sad cookbooks. And really, I'm only cooking for two because Daniel only eats Nutella sandwiches. No, I think what you actually need to do is you need to get HelloFresh, but not leave it in your fridge too long until you need to throw it out. Right. it will give you your perfect portions for one. And you wouldn't have to decide. It'd be like, okay, I'm making this. We're just doing this. Well, and I could, well, I wonder if they have an option for just one portion. I think they do. Okay. For sad spinsters like me. <laughs> Stop it. You're not a spinster. <laughs> <laughs> just sad single ladies like myself, just all alone with the dog. Hey, you're married. You're not single. I know, but I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm starting to get worried that I'm going to look outside and cats are just going to start showing up. <laughs> oh my God. No, your dogs will not let that happen. You know, just... Me and the guinea pigs over here just hanging out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, that's what's actually going to happen. You're going to call me next week and be like, I bought another guinea pig. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened when she got the first one. She got the first one. She's, like, obsessed with it, in love with it, loves it. Cool. And then, like, the next week, she's like, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> I got another guinea pig. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot stand it. And then you're like, and then I stole school guinea pig no, I didn't I'm steal that guinea pig you're, you're holding that guinea pig hostage <laughs> no we had our I had my final conference with Hannah's teacher and um, she she was like how's peppermint and I was like yeah. peppermint's, peppermint's good and she was like are you still good to keep her for the summer and I was like I, as far as I know she's not she's not hurting anybody and she, she was like I want that thing back and she said, well, actually, she said that her husband was starting to miss her. Oh, okay. Be like, come pick her up anytime. And I did say, well, he's welcome to come visit or come pick her up or come take her away or bring her some food or anything he wants to do. <laughs> if you want to pay child support on this. Yeah. Could I get a, could I get some, some child support? Yeah, that would be great, please. Because that guinea pig eats a lot. 
She weighs like three pounds. Oh my gosh, that's as much as my ducks weigh. <laughs> so do you remember when I got the guinea pigs and you were talking about that you were going to get like a hedgehog or something? Yes, I still do want to have a hedgehog. I like them. Yeah, I know, but then you got ducks instead. Yeah, I, I also like the ducks. We got to take one. We are like a one pet family. We can only focus on one thing at a time. Okay, so how long are the ducks supposed to live? Like 10 years, like a dog. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I know, I'm excited. I love that. You're going to have those ducks for 10 years? Uh-huh, I am going to have those ducks for 10 years, and I'll have duck eggs, and I'll, it'll be a great time. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to fly right away. They can't fly. They're flightless. Oh, so they're like penguin ducks. <laughs> Ex- that's exactly right. They Because of they're an upright duck. Mm. They are like penguins. Thrilling podcasting right now. (laughs) So have you been kicked out of any more duck groups since the last time we podcasted? (laughs) No, but I was, I'm in this dip nails group and this girl, this girl Uh posted a picture of her dip nails that she got done before quarantine. All of them were like ombre, red, white, and blue, except her ring finger was a Confederate flag. And <gasps> no. I had to, I could not, I, like a good ally, could not keep my mouth closed. And she actually got kicked out of the group because I was obviously not the only person that, <laughs> that came and said something, um, thankfully. But so man. I, so I wonder if she did them herself or if some poor sad nail salon lady had to do those for her well what she said is uh I don't know how to do ombre myself with dip nails but here's a picture of what I had done in my salon before quarantine or something like that whoa yeah yeah and I was just like oh no you knew exactly what you were doing when you posted that wow that is horrible Mm -hmm. well speaking of the flag NASCAR is banning it I love that. I love that so much. I know. I love it too. And there, um, there's a lot of cities that are taking down their Confederate statues. I saw that. Which I absolutely love. I love that. I have been, I, I have been wanting to see that done forever. It is just, it has taken too long for that to happen. I agree. I agree. I do think that there should be some kind of record that those existed though, in my opinion, because I feel like if, we're likely to forget that we kind of idolized those people. And if you forget your history, you're doomed to repeat it. So I, that's kind of where I'm at with that particular thing. I think there should be some kind of record that, you know, those monuments existed at some point. Well, I mean, sure. There should be a record that those people existed. Right. Well, and not even just the people, but like that they were important enough in our culture, uh, even though they were, you know, hateful and this kind of thing and supported the, these awful things that they were, you know, put in stone to last forever, essentially, you know. Well, I just some I just can't even imagine being a black person and living in a town where every day you had to, like, walk past a Confederate soldier right. statue like that to me. I, is, yeah, I hear that for sure. Oh, it just and, and maybe I don't know enough about Charlotte to know. I don't think we have any here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I definitely live in the South. This, I live in a, I live in a state that was definitely part of the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be honest, I was raised by people who were not, I don't want to say people, um, because my mom definitely had no, no part of this, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was definitely raised around people who were very much, all about the South and the Confederacy, and this mm-hmm. is part of our. What, what do I? What did I say? Heritage. This heritage, is a part of not our hate. Yeah. Heritage, not hate. And you know, I have been disgusted by that for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I when I see these statues coming down, I just, I just, I just love it. Like I just, I just want to like forward all of these articles. Yeah, I think I think it's great. I think that, um, you know, for people's peace of mind and just to to, as a good show, you know, not a good show, but like um, as like a good act. Right. Like a step forward. I think that I think taking down the statues is fantastic. Um, I just want to make sure that we don't forget that at some point in our history, those people were important enough, even if they were hateful, you know, that we idolize them in stone. So that's just the part that I want to make sure that, 
you know, history records that essentially. Right. And I mean, I've heard a lot of people in the South talk about being proud Southerners and heritage and all of this kind of stuff. But I think that people, especially people in the South, forget Mm -hmm. that, you know, the South left the Union. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's really difficult for me to consider the Confederate soldiers as part of the United States military. Right. Because they were not part of the United States. It's true. This is very true. So, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, we are not honoring these soldiers, these, you know, whatever. But they were they were war criminals. They were traitors to the United States. They were not, you know, they were not proud soldiers that fought for our country. They were people who left the the country. Mm hmm. And, you know, regardless of what people want to fight about, you know, what the Civil War was about. Right. You know, it it was about slavery. That's people that try to, like, whitewash it and try to act like it was about anything else are just. Uh Uh-huh. It's I just feel like that this is the time it's we are past the time to get rid of these things. Right. And I I totally I stand with that for sure. I just want to make sure that we remember the dark parts of our history, too, um, and record everybody's accounts, right? You know, I think history from multiple perspectives is great um, so that we don't forget how how dark it was, actually. Oh, no, I'm in complete agreement. And I think that it would be nice if we could have some kind of museum mm-hmm. where we could, you know, kind of remember, look at how bad things were. Right, kind of like the Holocaust Museum. Have you ever been to that museum in D.C.? Um, no, but I've been to Auschwitz in Poland. The Holocaust Museum is really interesting, though, because the way they have it set up is they you ride in an elevator to the top, and you start kind of at the very beginning of when things started to go down. And then as you're walking through these really dark exhibits, like, you're actually literally going back down. So you're, like, going back down to the bottom. It's really mm-hmm. interesting how they have it set up. Yeah, I would love to go there. <clears throat> and I, I think that for me, and this may be extreme, so, mm-hmm. you know, take it or leave it. Don't come for me. <laughs> but I can't imagine if Germany had statues of Hitler. Right, exactly. Still up and just hanging out. Still up. And they were like, oh, no, it's heritage, not hate. It's great. It's totally fine. You know, like to me, that would be that would be so that would be so offensive, you know, so so offensive, beyond offensive. And I know that there are going to be people listening that are on the other side of this argument. And I totally, you know, don't like I said, don't come for me. We are we're all just this is just a this is just a little show. Honestly, you can, because this isn't like we're not like disagreeing about like what we like in our coffee. Like it true. is personal. You're disagreeing with me on my morals. So yeah, come is, for me. Go true. for it. Yeah. Yeah. My DMs come, are open. You can come to my DMs. We can talk yeah. about this. Um, I had an argument with a friend not too long ago about a Confederate um army base. Mm-hmm. Or uh what kind of base was it? We it was some kind of it was basically a. it was one of those places, I think it was a a like a battleship or a mm-hmm. It was something near the beach, near the coast. Okay. Um, and they had turned it into like a Confederate museum. Okay. Oh, interesting. And, yes. And she had said it would be interesting to go look at that. Mm-hmm. And I was very, very opposed. Okay. I was like, I'm not going to pay my money to go look at something that is glorifying the Confederacy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's, <clears throat> I don't think it's doing that. Oh, no, this place in South Carolina at the beach totally would would have been. Oh, interesting. So it's not like recording history from multiple perspectives. And see, that's what she was trying to say. She was like, well, we don't need to forget this part of the history. And I was like, well, I think that if you're charging tickets to go and look at it, Mm. then, I mean, maybe maybe I'm very closed minded, but I just want for it to just go away. I, I just it just. Yeah, I hear, I'm not, I hear that side of it, too, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and I'm not saying forget about it, because there's there's a part of, I mean, our country has a very scarred and disgusting history Yeah, um, that, you know, obviously should not be forgotten, lest mm-hmm. it be repeated. Right. But I just, the thought of giving my money 
to go mm-hmm. into a museum that's going to be covered in Confederate soldiers and flags and oh, I just right. oh, would, I was just like nope that's not what that's not what we're doing with our vacation <laughs> uh, yeah that is not that does not sound fun for me all right so switching gears a little bit but kind of in the same track um, on a more positive note uh, I've been you know watching and interacting and seeing what's happening in the planner community during this whole Black Lives Matter movement. And I got to say, I've seen a lot of people um, that I love and care about really stepping up and um, and out here doing all the support and really going kind of above and beyond, right, um, in our community. Yeah, it has been it has been a really a really cool thing to see. Um, I have to I have to say this Black Lives Matter planner challenge has been fun to watch. Yeah, it really has. It's really kind of, I've seen a lot of different creativity for that. Yes, everybody's spreads have been so cool. And it's like everyone that I see, I've been, I've been like, why did I not make that one? Why did I not make that one? I wish <laughs> right. I had made that one. Look at what she did. She put that on, you know, like every, I've been seeing all of these spreads. There have been some pretty ones where people have written all of the names in their planner. Mm-hmm. And, yes. you know, people that have taken like, newspaper print and you know pasted it on there and it just taken the you know the black and white theme mm-hmm. and just really run with it I just to see my feed just full of those black and white planner spreads mm-hmm. it has been way way cool and I don't want to say fun like this has been a fun time but I just want right. to say that you know our community is just like really stepped up and said you know, you're going to challenge us to do this. So watch us, watch us go. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's been, and like just everyone's interpretation, like, because we're all creatives out here, right? Like, so everyone's kind of, you know, interpretation of how they're doing this in their planner, whether it's a planner spread or whether they created something else, like a page for their planner or something else. I, I love seeing how everybody kind of took the idea and, and moved with it. I actually didn't get to make one this week. It's just been with work, I have not even looked at my planner in like probably a month. And at this point, I'm like, why do I want to look at my planner? I'm starting my new one in July. So, <laughs> oh, that's true. That's really true. Yeah. So I'm like, I can just like make to-do lists or whatever for the next couple of weeks. Um, I do want to get back to posting videos. Um, oh, but I just, like I said, work has just been a lot right now. Uh, so hopefully that'll happen soon. Yeah. Well, I think that one of the coolest things about the Black Lives Matter Planner Challenge has been art is such a a healing thing Mm -hmm. that, you know, to sit down and I, you know, (laughs) do we want to call what we do in our planners art? I do. Yes, absolutely. It's the only artistic outlet that I have. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can't draw. I can't, I can't paint. I certainly can't sculpt. Right. Um, I mean, I'm crap with Play-Doh. Like I can't, I just, (laughs) I can't do anything. Right. Um, But I feel like that I like the way my planner looks when I put stickers on it. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It was very, it was very healing for me at this difficult time. It's a difficult Mm -hmm. time in the world. It's a difficult time in my personal life. And it was hard for me to touch my planner. Yeah. I saw my planner as this thing from before. Mm-hmm. from my life before Andy left. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like everything here in the house from before he left just kind of made me sad. Mm-hmm. But then oh. I remembered, yeah, I know. But then I remembered that like my planner is for me. Yeah, it really is. And doesn't have anything to do with him or our marriage or our children or anything. Like it's all, it's for me. Mm-hmm. And I was so it was so nice to not have to think about what am I going to do in my planner this week? Because we have been given this challenge. Right. So I had a purpose, you know, I had a purpose that was super meaningful to me. Right. And that was for a, a movement that is meaningful for me. Mm-hmm. And I just really enjoyed getting my planner back out and having like a real artistic purpose. And it was very healing for me to sit down and create the spread that I made this week. Um, yeah. Now, have I, have I put any pin on it yet? <laughs> yeah. Have mm. you? No, I have not. <laughs> well, I had this whole like grand idea of that. I was going to do it, but 
a week is just not long enough anymore (laughs) or a weekend even to get your planner spread done. I just, I had this whole like big idea. I was telling Leanne about it. I still might do it. Um, but I just, and I, I feel actually kind of really guilty actually that I didn't do a black lives matter planner spread. Um, but I just, right now something's just got to give. Well, you know, you can still do it even if you don't ever take a picture of it or show it to anybody. Um, That's true. I just I don't even have time unless I force myself to get up super early in the morning to really even do planner stuff right now. Yeah, I know. Because we're having the kids stay up late basically on summer break. And then Brian and I are trying to have time together and finish work. The, the and, school year. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, yeah. and I just I think that. I just love this community so much. Just the, mm-hmm. the creativity too. and just everything that's the coming together. And I I think that there are some people out here that are really, really taking the time to reach out to companies. Yeah, totally. And say, hey, what are you going to do to be better and do better and, you know, represent all of your consumers and all of your customers and all of the women in this planner community. Mm -hmm. And I have just noticed, you know, a lot of people say like, especially I use Aaron Condren as an example yeah, because that's the planner that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, planning with Kristen has actually been on the phone with the Aaron Condren, you know, marketing team. Mm-hmm. To give yeah, them sug- I heard about that. Yes, to give them suggestions and give them like, here's here's what you can do to, you know, be better as far as representation of black influencers. And um, if you guys haven't seen her IGTV videos, she explains how the conversation went. She talks about mm-hmm. how they go about choosing their influencers and she talks about what they're going to be doing in the future. Mm-hmm. to make sure that black women are represented in their company. Yeah. And I think all of that work is great. Um, and I think that that is amazing that she's using her platform in that way. Um, and if you guys have followed me for a while, you might know that Kristen and I in the past have had some differences in opinion. I have actually been somewhat public in saying things that were pretty hurtful. Um, honestly, we would have, we had some back and forth and, um, some of that toxic stuff that happens in the planner community, um, I allowed myself to to go to that place and really just be unkind. Um, man, and I, there are just so many things that were said on, you know, on her end and things that were said on my end that I'm just really not proud of and that are not representative of what I believe or think or uh, really even know, because honestly, Um, I don't know her in real life, right? Like I know, I know her in social media and that was all that I knew of her. And I kind of allowed myself to get sucked into, to this dark place, right? Like I, I feel like that's a story for a lot of us and I feel like I'm kind of on a soapbox right now, but I did just want to give a public apology to Kristen from my part in ever saying anything hurtful about her, her family, who she is as a person, um, and I just wanted to extend some kindness and, and Olive Branch with, with that for her. Well, I think that it's really awesome for you to use your platform mm-hmm. to, to do that. Um, I think that the work that she is doing with Erin Condren is awesome. I do as well. I think that that's great. And don't I don't want it to seem like I'm just out here, you know, trying to make things right because she's doing all of this great work. Um, it's really because... I just, I feel like I'm at that point where I just don't want to feel tension in my life at all. You know, I feel enough stress and tension in my real life with anxiety and everything else that goes on. And I just want the planner community to be not only my happy place, but I'm sure it's stressful on her end, you know, having tension with someone as well. So I don't want that for her either. So I just want to clear the air. You don't want for it to be an unhappy place for her either. And exactly. I, I just... I admire the fact that she has been diligent enough to say, mm-hmm. um, yes, I will meet with you on the phone and I will, I will gather feedback from the community. Um, mm-hmm. I will take the time to 
talk to other women in the community about what we need and what we want and what we would like to see. And, um, you know, I don't want to like ring Erin Condren's bell because I use right. their planners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, they have been willing to listen to the feedback and, um, you know, take some, take some, some chances and, and apologize for anything that they might have done in the past that was not, that was not perfect or less than perfect. And yeah, you know, I, I see, I see things moving in a better direction. And like mm-hmm. I said, in Monday's episode, right. I am hoping that the change can continue throughout the community mm-hmm. that, that we can continue the movement and the momentum and to just continue to be, you know, positive, um, change makers and that, you know, we as white women can continue to be allies. And, Mm -hmm. you know, speaking of Kristen and other members of the black planner community, we don't necessarily expect for you to trust us white women right now. Like that's not what we're Mm -hmm. asking for you to do. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Because there's a long history there of, you know, white women not always being trustworthy when it comes to dealings with us. Right. Um, things that may or may not have anything to do personally with me and Caitlin are just, you know, just history in general. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, positive change is something that we all want. And totally. And just being I, connected as a community. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's what it comes down to for me. Like, I, I guess this has really opened my eyes to how small, you know, those those petty issues can be sometimes with someone where you just really don't agree or, you know, your block finger is strong or whatever, and you just don't even want to see them in your feed. I don't think that that's what I feel anymore. Honestly, I just want to really connect and, and stay connected with everyone in the community, a Kristen included. Yes. And when you do have something like, like what's going on right now Mm -hmm. in the world, little things do kind of seem not as significant. They seem stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <seem> dumb. <laughs> yes. You know, when you, when you think about the fact that like people are dying and right. Um, you know, the issues are, are so, are so real. And so, I mean, just like I said before, people are dying. Yes, exactly. And I read something the other day and this is, you know, this is changing the subject just a little bit, mm-hmm. but in this, in it, and I'll just say it this way. It really pissed me off because it was so true. Right. We are finally looking at police reform. Right. Yeah. But we are only looking at police reform now because it's starting to affect white people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because, because white people are out in the streets with black people protesting and now white people are getting hurt, too. Yep. And that is just like, it just slapped me in the face that that has been the problem since the beginning. Exactly. Like they can't do it on their own, right? That we, that nothing gets changed, that Mm -hmm. nothing gets changed unless it starts to affect white people. And that is why black people have the right to be so angry. Yes, I hear you for sure. And it's just like, I'm just, I'm reading this whole thing that somebody posted on Twitter Mm -hmm. about how, okay, so a white man gets pushed down in the street, which was awful. Okay. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to take away from the fact that that happened. Right. But you know, it's like white people start seeing other white people being injured by the police. And now all of a sudden we're like, let's defund the police and let's, let's have police reform and let's actually start looking at it. But all these years that black people were being murdered by the police, mm-hmm. nothing was done. Right. And now when it starts to affect us, finally people are like, Oh, let's defund the police. Let's change this. And it's just, I can just totally understand like why, why they're so mad. And it's just, it just, boy, my biscuits are just burnt. <laughs> yes. You, you I, know what am, I, mean? I am right there with you. I, okay. So the thing that really like brought it home for me was I watched um, a video on Instagram and it, it's kind of been circulating, but it, it's uh, a news reporter channel. I can't remember her page name, but anyway, so it was this, this black man. Um, and he was, you know, 
talking to people in authority. I couldn't tell if it was like a courtroom or what it was, but um, he was like moving and then the police tried to come towards him and all of the white people or people with white privilege went around him. And the, the police never tried to touch any of them as they moved with him and kept following him to kind of mm-hmm. like bubble wrap him, right? Or like protect him. Mm-hmm. They kept reaching for him. Even right. though they were climbing up on a table just like he was, they were jumping over um, parts of this room just like he was just to follow him around. And I, it, it just really opened my eyes that they're not reaching, right, for, for these people. They're they're reaching for this black man. And it's it was just really eye-opening. Yeah, yeah. And what we need to be doing now is using our white privilege to physically protect them with our bodies. Exactly. And... You know, it's just, and I, you know, I don't want to, I'm just so, I'm, I'm angry too. And I know that it's not, this is not, this is not my, I don't need to be like yelling him on my platform about like how angry I am. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I just want for everyone to know that I'm angry too. Right. And I am kind of in my own in real life social circles kind of known as like an angry woman. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I've been known as like an angry kind of angry feminist for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I have always had a bleeding heart for the disenfranchised. Right. Me too. And this is ripping me up. Right. Me too. I've always kind of considered myself an empath. I can kind of, I feel a lot for people and it's almost like I feel a portion of what they are feeling. And like, I can sense the energy in the room. That sounds really, really out there, but it really is how I feel. And maybe it's because it makes me feel anxious or whatever um, or calm or however that works. But during this whole thing, I, I can feel that same feeling like you're talking about, like my blood starts to boil when I hear people um, talk about their experiences that Mm -hmm. you just, it's not that you didn't know that it was happening, but kind of like, it's just, it's, it's mind boggling that like, yeah. this is their lived experience and mm-hmm. how dare I be blind to that for so long? Yes. Or how dare I just, you know, ever say, this is making me exhausted and I'm not going to look at my phone for a minute or, right. you, you know, it just, I almost feel guilty mm-hmm. that my own personal life and the pain that I have been going through over the past few weeks mm-hmm. kept me from doing more. Right. Although, you know, of course, like I said, in our Monday episode, I have to live my life and my, 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 my feelings are my feelings and I can't. Right. And mental health comes first. I think like, I think that's where I was at with it, especially like talking about that planner challenge and stuff. Like, I, I own, there's only so many di- hours in the day for both you and for me, mm-hmm. and we can only really do so much. And if, if we're constantly trying to pour from that empty cup, no matter how much we want to give, like, it's just not, it's, it's not going to be a pretty sight yes. or pretty picture. Right. Well, I mean, there have been days and you have been right here with me where mm-hmm. I have just sat alone in the living room and just cried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just been just ugly, loud, yelly kind of crying. Mm -hmm. And I have just kind of had to work through my own stuff Mm -hmm. and I am feeling better. Right. Um, I have been told by a lot of people in this community, we're here for you. You have friends. We love you. If you need anything, DM me. So many people have said that just reach out if you need someone Mm -hmm. and I'm starting to feel better. And it's making me feel like I can kind of compartmentalize what's going on in my personal life and Mm -hmm. try to, you know, do more. I want to keep the, I want to keep the black lives matter momentum going. Right. I also do want to do that. Um, I've still been trying to share in my stories, although I definitely need to do better for sure. Well, I, what happens to me is I see something really great and I save it to my phone. And I think when I get to my Instagram, I'm going to share it in my stories. Mm -hmm. And then I'll see like four other people have shared it in their stories. And I'm like, well, I don't want to look like I'm copying them. Oh, I don't care. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, game shared this. Let me share that to (laughs) you. 
<laughs> you know, it's I'm always like, oh, I don't want to look like I'm copying them, but I have it, I have it saved in my phone. <laughs> So funny. Just tag them. Be like, oh, I saw you posted this, boo. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, look, we had the same thought at the same time. Um, but yeah, um, there's so many people that are sharing so many good things. And mm. I, I really see a lot of good stuff. And I want to just thank everyone who is out here. The people that are actually leaving their homes and going to these protests. I just. Yeah, dang. If I was not such a an introvert. I'm terrified of crowds. I don't Me too. Go. I can't. I don't want to go to a sporting event. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I don't want to go. I, I like, you know, I, stay right here. <laughs> I have seen so many people taking pictures from the protests. Yeah. And it almost makes me jealous. Yeah. That you don't and have I, those photos. I know that that's not the right word to use because it's weird for me to be jealous. Cause I could get in a car and go too. Mm-hmm. But I have so much social anxiety about being outside. Right. I could I can feel it like just like thinking about trying to find a parking spot. Like that's to get down you. there where ten thousand people that, are. Okay. You just read my mind because that is the first thing that I thought of. Okay, so I saw my friend the other day, she went downtown to protest and my uh-huh. first thought was where did she park her car? Really? Because you probably have to go far away like for us probably like across the bridge on the other side yeah and then she had to walk and I'm a big girl and it's hot outside (laughs) you know like what if I pass out what if I don't have enough water what if I breathe my mask into my throat and like can't and like (laughs) the other option the other option in Portland is that we can take public transportation because we got this max train system that takes you right downtown but then what if things like get dangerous and then I have to like go out and I'm standing there just waiting for the train. Yeah, I know. (sighs) And then I, then I have to think about what if things get dangerous Yeah, and something happens to me and my children, I mean, not, not, not that we don't have people out here that their children have lost their parents. Yes, for sure. I, I, I totally, I totally get it, but it's just something that I have thought about. Right. You know, not only am I terrified to leave my house to just to go to the grocery store because I am. I don't want the Rona. Because I'm I'm mentally ill in so many ways. Um, But, you know, I just I think what if my children lost one of their parents? I don't know. I just there's so much. I think that the best thing for me to do is just donate, donate, donate. Like same. I am so much. And do the work in my classroom. Like. I have a book club started with some teacher friends of mine and like, I'm going to really do the work as an educator because I feel like that's where I'm going to be able to make the biggest difference. Um, because I mean, like I said, I worked with, I worked with mostly black and brown young men have my very first job and had to learn a lot, but honestly, I don't feel like I learned enough. Right. Well, I have decided that when I go back to school in August and I sit down with the team, Mm-hmm. That no matter what I am faced with on the team, Mm -hmm. because we're all, everybody on my team is white. Okay. But I am, I am very, very confident that we will be able to rework the curriculum to kick out some of those old dead white men and bring in some black voices. Love that. That's and great. that's that's what I want. And I have been looking at some Instagram resources that have been listing some really great books that you can like take out some of the things that have been in the curriculum and replace it with like here's a good replacement for to kill a mockingbird. Like if you want if you if you used to if you used to teach this, teach that instead. You know, you know, and mm-hmm. um and that is what that's what I'm looking for is something not the To Kill a Mockingbird. To Kill a Mockingbird is is a fine book, but it's got some problems. Yeah, it does. Um, it shows the white hero kind of situation, and um, it also has a woman lying about rape. Right. Which is yeah. extremely problematic. That's a whole Very. other situation. But you know, yeah. It's just... And ninth graders may not be ready to have that conversation in a classroom. Well, I mean, I used to teach it. I mean, I used to teach it in ninth grade, and we did a whole civil rights unit, and we brought in stuff about Emmett Till, and I mean, like we brought oh, in man. all this kind of stuff that we, you know, supplemented it with. Mm-hmm. But it still did have like the white man as the hero, and you know, all this just stuff that was problematic. There are other there are we can amplify black voices. 
mm-hmm. um, and still talk about Emmett Till and civil rights and all these other things. Right. So, totally. um, you know, I'm looking forward to a new school year and new opportunities and I'm feeling fired up and I'm feeling angry and it's so nice yeah. right now to feel angry instead of just sad. Yeah, I feel like that, too. Um, I feel like it's time to really, like, dig in and do do the work. Um, but that's, I, that is where I'm going to be focusing most of my attention, right, is doing the work in my classroom and, and even with my colleagues, right? Like, because I feel like it's it's just, it's my job as an ally to be like, hey, I don't really see that all of your students are represented in your curriculum. Like, how are we going to do that better? Yeah. Well, and you know how I like to spend money. Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, my district loves when I try to spend money. <laughs> well, and I, I like to spend money sitting on my couch. So it's yeah. like, people are like, here, donate to this bail fund. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, you know, I have a few glasses of wine and I bail out 10 people. And so. then you buy $78 shampoo. <laughs> Yeah, you guys, Caitlin and I had way too much to drink on Tuesday night, and she talked me into buying some very expensive shampoo. So okay, but it's the best. If oh, It's called Function of Beauty. I've talked about it before, but it's the best, and you're going to love it. Well, I can't wait. It's going to it's going to say function of Leanne when it comes in Yay! and it's just going to be it's going to be awesome. So maybe I'll take a picture of it and put it up on Instagram. Yeah, we did really have way too much to drink, though. <laughs> hey, that was a fun time. It was so fun. I and can't I wait until I see I, you in person. I know. I really needed it. And Did you know I'm, yesterday was one year till Go Wild? I know. I saw that. Woo. I saw that. But people are going to be mad when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Do it. I'm braving the Rona in July, everyone. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm getting on an airplane and I'm flying to Portland. She's going to become my new roommate and she's never going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> because why would I? I don't have anything here. No, no that's not true. No. You're um, like, Andy just mailed me the children. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just put them in a box. Put them in a little box. Yeah. Just have Amazon <laughs> ship them two day prime. <laughs> I mean, they ship Christmas trees. It's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> well, it's about the same size. Right, exactly. That's what I'm um, saying. Just put some water in there with them. Yeah, uh, maybe some snacks. <laughs> just put like a Nutella sandwich and some water in there and. <laughs> I can't. They'll make it. They'll make it here. They'll be um, fine. But yeah, anyway, so Caitlin and I are spending a week together in July, finally. Heck yes. So I'm going to wear my mask at the airport and on the plane. Mm-hmm. How am I going to drink the drinks on the plane with the mask on? Get yourself a straw. And just like stick it up under the mask or put a hole in the mask or what do I do? <laughs> I guess under is what I'm visualizing. Have you ever seen that movie Penelope? It has Christina Ricci in it from the 90s. Yes, I have. But I don't really remember much about so it. So she goes, she like runs away. Uh, she has this pig nose, right? So for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's like a family curse situation. But she runs away and she wraps a scarf around her face. I promise this is relevant. And then she orders a beer, but she's like, well, how am I going to drink it? Because I have the scarf on my face to hide my pig nose. And she gets a straw and slips it up underneath her scarf. So that's what I'm visualizing right now. Ew, she's drinking beer from a straw. I've never done that. <laughs> it's terrible. So you'll have to drink your drinks through a straw. That's what I'm visualizing. Okay. All right. I think I can do that. <laughs> well, I'm definitely coming and we're going to record the podcast in person that week. Live. Yeah, that's that so I exciting. Need to clean the craft room, so there's room for more than one person in here. I know. I keep telling her not to worry about cleaning anything because I know how stressful people get when company is coming. But oh, girl, you know I'm gonna. Oh, I feel bad. Don't clean anything. I at least need to like clear a pathway. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of clearing a pathway, this will be the last thing that we end with. Okay. So it's funny because the mini sode this week is longer than the regular episode for Monday. <laughs> oh, jeez. But it's okay because we were really, I mean, I was really going through it on Monday. Like Monday mm-hmm. was a really hard day for me and it was difficult to record. But I think but that we we're haven't gonna... missed an episode. No, we have not. We have definitely had something out every, you know, every time that we promised that we would. So this is right. a little longer for you guys on Friday. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yesterday I was letting the dog back inside from being outside and I was putting her in her crate for the night and I was walking through our den Mm-hmm. And I stepped on a child's toy. Oh, yes. I know this story. And it actually pierced my foot, like punctured the bottom of my foot. Like I had to remove 
the toy from my foot. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of blood and a lot of screaming. Oh, no. And, um, and then I just How sobbed. How always happen to you? And then I just sobbed and cried. And it scared my children so bad because they thought that I was going to have to go to the hospital. <laughs> they thought um, you were dying. Yeah. And, um... And the blood was like pouring out of my foot, like from oh the hole gosh. in my foot, like onto the carpet. And oh, um, and Daniel, funny. Daniel was like trying to text Andy from his iPad, and it was kind of late at night, and I think Andy was sleeping. And um, so Daniel like was trying to take care of me, and Hannah was crying because she was blaming it on herself because I think it was her toy, and just oh, you know, just all of this stuff was happening, and I just I don't know when I'm going to be able to to walk normal again. Yeah, are you going to be able to make it through the airport by July? You think you'll oh, be right by then? I think I'll be fine by July, but what really worries me is I'm supposed to go to the beach at the end of June and I sand in this hole is not going to not going to mix. So you wrap it in a plastic bag. Okay, just go. like as if I was going out in the snow. Exactly. <laughs> so, but anyway, that was that was my that was my my situation last night. And when we finally got Andy to pay attention, he was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I wasn't there when that happened." And what I wanted to say was, if you had been here, that wouldn't have happened. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Be- All right. Yeah, because I never let that dog in myself. He always does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. If he had been here, I would have already been upstairs doing something else, and he would have been the one to let the dog in. So mm-hmm. I would have not stepped on the toy because I would not have been in that room at all. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We're not going <laughs> to. Yeah, we're not going to go there. We're not Everything's place, good. We're not going to place any blame. My foot will heal, and everything's fine, and my children seem to have recovered from my screaming. Okay. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, at least. Yes, if you I have am. any nurse friends out there, maybe tell Leanne what she should do for aftercare. I, I need to go get a tetanus shot, probably. That's probably oh. what I... Yeah, Yeah, you probably do. Because who knows what was on that toy. But I guess the question then is, do you want to go to the doctor's office where the Rona lives? No. No, and that's that's what Hannah was like, do you need to go to the hospital? And Daniel was like, no, they don't need to deal with her foot. They need to deal with the coronavirus. He sounded so <laughs> grown. <laughs> Baby, baby anxiety over there. I know. <laughs> he's like, no, they have too much to deal with at the doctor. Oh, um, I know. He's uh, so Daniel. cute. And he's like grabbing me Band-Aids. He went to the, he was like, he was running and getting all the Band-Aids and um, paper towels and all kinds of stuff. So oh, it was, was a paper towel situation. Dang. Oh, oh yes. There was quite a lot of bleeding. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, it was, it's fine now. And. But yeah, that was my dramatic single person, single mom. Oh, story. oh man. Yeah, I know. But any but yeah, but we um we love you guys. Thank you for listening. And yeah, sorry that this mini sode was really long. <laughs> and it was kind of all over the place, so that's kind of fun. Uh yeah, we had no notes or guidance or anything. We just kinda <laughs> None. You know, we just we, we were just, just winged it. Winged we it, winged it. We were winging it, winging it. We wanged it. We wang it. <laughs> we're just gonna wang it. Well, that so, sounds inappropriate. So on that well, note, <laughs> on that note, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and we will talk to you guys on Monday. And as usual, we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Bye, friends. Bye.